welcome to a special Brewery Society Beers episode of Brutal Battle. Yes, it's still doing these things solo, but um, they don't, they're not going to take a whole lot of time, so hopefully you can uh, you know withstand just me for the small amount of time these episodes happen. So this is our fourth one, so we'll actually be going through a total of 16 beers total from the brewery with all the episodes added up, and uh, that's kind of crazy. Uh, although I will say that uh, there's no end in sight at the moment because I keep getting more brewery beers and I keep holding on to them for this. And there's so many different ones that come out. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk too much uh, on this episode about things having to do with the brewery because some of the beers that I'm having on um, aren't anything that kind of lead to another topic in a sense. And I'm kind of going to let the beers lead the topics as I continue on with these episodes. So, um, if, if they do come up or if I have a little thing here or there to say, I'll just throw it out there. But the first beer I'm going to do is a doozy. It's a big one, which a lot of their barrel aged beers are. And that is what this is. It's another one of these where in one of the episodes I did a black Tuesday and then I did a variant of black Tuesday. And then another one I did. So happens it's Tuesday and a variant of that. Uh, this is one where I'm doing a variant of yet another one of their bourbon barrel aged beers. And this is their Mash and Spumoni. So their Mash is a barley wine that's bourbon barrel aged. And they have a bunch of different versions of this. Uh, this will be my, I don't even know, like fifth or sixth version of Mash that I've had. I've had the regular Mash. I've had the Mash with coconut, Mash with vanilla, Mash and grind, which is with coffee, and the Mash and French toast. And I think that's all of them. And I think of all of them, uh, what's sticking out in my mind is the mash and French toast as the best. That was phenomenal. And I actually happen to have some more bottles of that. So maybe that'll show up at some point during one of these episodes. So the mash and spumoni is, a, like I said, it's a doozy. It's 12.4% alcohol. But by standards of the brewery, when they're doing barrel aging, that's not all that high. You know, we talked about how... The Black Tuesday is basically 20%, and even the So Happens It's Tuesday, which is the dialed back version of Black Tuesday, is like 15 So, So this one's 12.4. Mash and Spumoni is a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine ale with pistachios, vanilla, and tart cherries added. So, oh, and this is from 2018, although I think it was from like mid to late 2018, so it's close to like a year old if it isn't already a year old. So, let's just call it about a year old. Let's pop the top off that sucker, and uh, sorry for the noise, I made too much. And yeah, I'm excited to check this out. So obviously, um, I don't know if people are aware or not what Spumoni is, but... Um, it's, it's something I, I don't even think I've ever actually had Spumoni, but it's basically an ice cream that has the three different flavors. It's vanilla, it's cherry, and it's pistachio. So, I don't, I don't think I've ever had it. I'm not big on pistachio. There are certain instances where I do have pistachio in things, and I really like it, but I'm not that type of person who will be like, oh, pistachio, I'll go for that. I don't seek it out. So this beer actually, it could come together very well for me, or it could come together not all that well for me, because another thing is cherries in things I'm also not all that big on. So we'll just have to see how I feel about this one. And this is relatively cold, so we'll see what it's like. Oh, what does it look like? Uh, it looks very, very murky. All the mashes look like this. They look, you can't see through them. They look they kind of look unfiltered because um, they're kind of hazy, but they're like a light brown, you know, you would 
look at it and think barley wine. When I smell it, I definitely get a lot of bourbon jumping out of the glass immediately. It doesn't smell crazy alcoholic. I mean, at 12.4%, I would think that the alcohol would jump out a little bit faster and more aggressively uh, when I'm smelling it, but it's not. Yeah, I smell a lot of bourbon. It's like caramelly, vanilla-y. Well, and I guess there is vanilla in it, so the vanilla might be mixing in with that bourbon smell. Yeah, but it's like caramel, bourbon, vanilla. There's there's a bit of a woodiness that I'm assuming is coming from the oak. And it smells sweet. There's a nice malty sweetness on there, which is probably just at the base of, of this uh, barley wine. Can't smell pistachios. If I really reach for it, I feel like I can get a little bit of a tartness in the nose from the cherries, but that's because I know it's in there. I really have to reach for it. Okay, I'm going to go in and try this. I can taste the cherry. I can definitely taste the cherry. The cherry kind of, um, okay, so it's, there's a, there's the malty sweetness of the barley wine that hits me first with the vanilla, the caramel, that kind of oakiness, and then it quickly goes to the tart cherry. And the tart cherry is very present, and it lingers for a long time on my palate. Hmm. I don't... I can't say that I taste pistachio, but I would think that that might end up being because pistachio is can be overcome by other flavors. Like, it can be relatively mild. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's mainly, yeah, it's mainly like all the bourbon character with the vanilla mixing in there. A very strong barley barley wine malty sweetness that comes through in the flavor. And then the cherry. And the more I sip it, the cherries actually ends up becoming present throughout the entire sip. It's not just on the back. It's it's up front. It's in the middle. It's on the back. It's all over it. That cherry's wiping its stank all over this beer. It's not bad, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, actually, you know, I was talking about how I'm not huge on cherry necessarily, but the level of cherry in this I'm actually good with. It's not super strong, although it is super present. It's not super strong. It's kind of like this, I don't know, like medium-low tart cherry note that goes throughout. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty smooth. It's a lot smoother than I kind of thought it would be for like a 12.4%. Um, hmm. it, it does finish, though, with a bitterness that I wasn't expecting, which I assume might be from the alcohol. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It It's weird because it, it almost tastes like a tannic bitterness, like from wood, which, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's where it's coming from. Okay, rinsing my glass here. So we can move on to number two. So I would say overall, yeah, just a quick recap. I would say overall, the Mash and Spumoni, if you like barley wine, if you like the bourbon uh, bourbon aging of barley wines, and you like some tart cherry mixed in there, not like a high level, but like, like I said, like a medium-low level, um, you should really like this beer. For me... I recognize that it's fine. I can't taste any of the pistachio, although I think that if I 
if it really warms up a lot, I might be able to start getting the pistachio. And I can actually report on that in this episode because I'm only doing two beers at the moment and then I'll cut together more. So I can update that if that happens. If I don't say anything about it, then it, it just remained the same. There was no development as it warmed up. So, but yeah, I mean, I recognize it's done pretty well. My only problem is can't really taste the pistachio and I'm just not huge on cherries. So that's just what it is. All right, uh, next one I'm going to be doing is not barrel-aged, but it is a relatively high ABV. Uh, it is called Icky Thump, and it is an imperial stout with coffee, and it is 11% alcohol. This one is done in collaboration with Tugboat Coffee and Microphone Brewing, which it doesn't say where Microphone Brewing's out of, but um, I think they're out of Chicago area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, microphone and tugboat. I really like some coffee beers, so really interested to see how this is. I think I've only ever had coffee barrel-aged beers from the brewery, so this will be my first time, I think, having a non-barrel-aged beer with coffee in it. Although it's kind of crazy that it's, a, that it's not barrel-aged and it's still 11%, but you know, that's par for the course with, uh, the brewery, I think. All right, open this. It's a 16-ounce can. By the way, the Mash and Spumoni was in a 750-milliliter bottle. The Icky Thump is in a 16-ounce can. As you can hear with me cracking it. Pour a little bit in. And um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is one of the beers where it was early access for people in the Reserve Society, Hoarder Society, and potentially Preservation Society. Uh, that's, that is something that they do with some of their beers where it's not just going to be an exclusive to society members, but they get early access to buy as much as they want first, and then it gets released to the public. And I believe that this Icky Thump was one of those types of beers. So, uh, it looks like an Imperial Stout. It looks very, very dark, brown around the edges. It has a, um, when I swirl it up and it gets a head to it, it's a mixture of very small bubbles and some larger ones. It's a really cool, nice-looking head. It looks... Um, it looks kind of, it reminds me of espresso. It really does. Cause it's a pretty dark brown head and it looks really, um, kind of creamy actually. All right. I'm going to smell it. Whoa. Oh my gosh. That coffee. Woo. That coffee, it, that, woo, man, in a good way, that coffee jumps right into my nose. It's very much like a, this is what you smell when you wake up in the morning and someone already started the coffee pot. It is a green coffee. It doesn't smell super roasted. It's a very young green coffee, which I really enjoy that smell in beers. Oh my gosh, that's such a good smell. That coffee smells amazing. Wow, that's that's almost all I smell, to be honest. There is like a slight dark, cho dark chocolate that creeps up at the end of each sniff, but it is so dominated by the coffee, which is really pretty exciting for me, to be honest. I love a really nice, exe uh, nicely executed coffee beer. So let's jump into the tasting this one. I can't wait. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, doesn't taste like 11%. Second of all, very creamy on the mouth. But it's also thinner in the mouth feel than I thought it would be. It's less viscous than I thought it would be at 11%, but it is creamy, and the coffee is beautiful in this. Hmm. 
Yeah. That's really good coffee. And like I said, it's like a green, like, like in the nose, it was a green coffee in the flavor. It is more of a greenish coffee, which is more like a light roast. And, um, man, how the coffee plays with the dark chocolate. Cause there is a little bit of that peeking through how it plays with it. It's, it almost starts to go into the realm of like, there's like some caramel in there and there's some vanilla in there, which you can naturally get from certain roasts of coffee. And, um, yeah, it's just like vanilla, caramel, a little dark chocolate, and tons of coffee. And it's it's smooth. You cannot tell that this is 11% alcohol. Mm. I only have one other can of this, so I'm a little bit sad. <laughs> but this is, yeah, at the moment, if you guys can't tell, I'm liking the Icky Thump quite a lot more than the uh, Mash and Spumoni. But we'll see as things develop. On to the third beer now. This one is a collaboration beer, and uh, the brewery actually ends up doing a lot of collaborations. Uh, sometimes it's actually a bunch of the times when they are collaborations, it ends up being with other breweries, like people would assume. But they also do collaborations with other companies. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, obviously, we had that Icky Thump uh, in this episode, and that was a collaboration with Tugboat Coffee. Um, so that makes sense. And, well, that was also a collaboration with Microphone Brewing at the same time. Uh, so this one we're going to do for number three is called Hold the Spoon, and it's in collaboration with Jenny's, spelled J-E-N-I apostrophe S, which is a ice cream company. So they took inspiration from an ice cream, and they are making this beer called Hold the Spoon. Uh, it's an imperial blonde ale brewed with lactose, cacao nibs, peanut flour, and salt added, and it is 8.8% alcohol, and this one is in a 16-ounce can. When I am able, I'm buying their beers in 16-ounce cans nowadays because it's just significantly more convenient. Every now and then, I still have to have it in a 750-milliliter bottle because either that's how they provide it to me as one of my included allocations as part of my membership, or it's because that's all they have it available in. Some of their beers, they they still only have in 750 milliliter bottles. Like that Mash and Spumoni, that is not available any other way. Um, which, by the way, that Mash and Spumoni, as I kept drinking it, and Rebecca was drinking it too, we were kind of like, uh, it, it didn't develop anymore as it warmed up, really. Uh, it was just started to taste kind of uh, muddled, as, as uh, like a lot of the flavors, they were kind of blending together and it mainly just kind of tasted like a um like a really woody barley wine with with some bourbon character so anyway onto this hold the spoon i'm very excited for this one as i poured it you can tell there's lactose in it because the head is very creamy looking now the beer it is dark well i mean i can't see through it but it is like an orangish uh yellowish color uh it, it's not like hazy or anything like that it's just dark enough that I can't really see through it. Um, swirling it up. I feel like I can smell the peanut flour, which is interesting because with some of the beers that I've had from the brewery that have peanut flour in them, they're supposed to be like peanut butter something. Uh, I usually have a hard time getting the peanut on the nose but with this one, I actually really get it, and I think maybe that's because it's a different style of beer. Because usually when I've had the the ones with peanut flour, it's like bourbon barrel-aged imperial stouts. So it's it's a lot darker, it's a lot harder for those 
notes to come through. With this, it's a much lighter style, so it can, you know, kind of jump into your nose a little, a little easier. It smells good. Um, I, I definitely get a lot of that peanut flour. I'm very, very surprised by this. I do get a little bit of chocolate coming through as well, and you can smell that it's kind of, um, kind of creamy, kind of smooth. It smells a little bit alcoholic on the finish, but then you can also get that kind of blonde ale characteristic on the very end of each sniff. It smells kind of like malty, like blonde ale malt, like maltiness. Uh, almost makes it slightly caramel on the finish in the nose, too. It smells really good. Uh, apologies, once again, if people can end up hearing... Uh, piano in the background because in a townhouse and next door neighbors playing piano. Sorry. I'm going to go in and try this beer right now. You can definitely taste that it's a blonde ale at heart. Um, hmm. I get the peanut flour coming through. That 8.8% is very, very apparent as I'm tasting this. Uh, the flavors in there are not really able to downplay the alcohol. So for that, it's a little a little bit disappointing in my opinion because of that aspect of it. I do like that I'm definitely getting that peanut flour. It With the lactose, it's almost coming through as a little bit ice creamy. And I am getting a little bit of the, the cacao nibs. Cocoa nibs? Can I, yeah, cacao. Specifically cacao. And I do see where the salt's coming into play. It's kind of rounding things out, making the flavors a little bit smooth in the end. Do I think they achieve something that's kind of ice creamy? Yes. Yes, I do. And I think that the the body on this beer is appropriate for what they were trying to get, and I think the lactose helps that a lot. My only issue with this is the alcohol. The alcohol seems like it's dominating a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Because I get a definite astringency as I'm sipping it. But I do think that as I continue to sip it and my taste buds acclimate to that higher alcohol or to that alcohol level, um, that, that that's I'm not going to taste that as much and the other flavors will come through. Hmm. So, yeah, that's already starting to happen on like my third or my fourth sip here. So it's tasting even more ice creamy. It's creamy. It's a little bit chocolate. It's, it's a, a good amount peanut. And um, it's tasting a little, it, it seems a little vanilla-y. And maybe, like I was saying in the end of each sniff, a little caramelly too. It is good. I like the blonde, I like the blonde ale um, angle on this. I think it, it, it lets a lot of the flavors that need to shine really shine in this beer. I just think that maybe the alcohol needs to be a little bit lower. 8.8 is a little much because with it, with a, um, a flavor like this, especially when you're trying to make it like ice cream, I think the alcohol should be a lot lower. You shouldn't be able to perceive it a whole lot. So maybe if they could get that down to like a 7, maybe, maybe even an 8 could be all right. No, probably more like a 7 with the way it's tasting. All right, so I just rinse my glass. Um, I like it, though. You know, it's good. It's definitely uh, different and interesting. All right, so let's go to number four. And this is one I've actually had before, and I did really like it. But let's see how it is now. Uh, this one is, I don't think it's, oh, it's basically a year, a year in the can. This is also in another 
16 ounce can. It's called You Asked For It, and it is a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with vanilla. Very simple. 16.2%. Uh, no big surprise there, as they are very well known for just having high alcohol with their barrel aged beers. Nice, satisfying pop of the can. Pour a little bit of the sucker for myself. And what do you know? It looks like an Imperial Stout. Who would have guessed? Yeah, super dark, can't see through it, brown around the edges. Uh, not much of a head to it, but when there is a head to it, the bubbles are rather large. Uh, so, yeah, swirling it up in the glass. It's taking its sweet time coming down on the sides. As people say, it's really got legs on there. Yeah, very slowly. You can tell it's high alcohol. It's like a decent viscosity to it. Oh, man, definitely smelling that vanilla. Uh, but definitely smelling a lot of bourbon, too. Uh, so it really is smelling like a really nice bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout where a lot of times with beers like that, you end up getting vanilla anyway because of the bourbon barrel. But with this, it's just like that, that vanilla from the bourbon is actually cranked up which is a really nice smell. So you're getting like a little bit of raisin because of the higher ABV. You're getting some dark chocolate. Um, yeah, actually it's a, li it's a little, little less than dark chocolate. It's kind of somewhere between a milk and a dark chocolate. So I'm getting that, I'm getting the vanilla obviously, getting, like I said, a little bit of raisin, but I'm getting a decent caramel uh, from the bourbon and you can tell it's bourbon. It smells very nice, sweet, bourbony. It smells like it might be relatively smooth for what the ABV is. Let's try this out. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> it's crazy because my alcohol perception in, in this is not far from what the Hold the Spoon was. Where the Hold the Spoon is 8.8% .8 alcohol, it I could perceive it more in that beer than I think I can perceive the 16.2% in this beer. And that's crazy to me. This is uh, dangerous, as I've said before, with beers like this at 16.2%. This can go down super simple, super easy. Mm. And I'm like tasting everything that I was smelling. The vanilla is at such a nice level. The bourbon character is really good. It's caramelly. There's a little bit of a raisin to it. Uh, you, you get a little bit of the actual wood from, from the barrel as well. That what I was talking about, like a mix between a dark chocolate and, and a milk chocolate is very much present. Mm -hmm. This is a very nice beer. I like this quite a bit. As I continue to sip it, you, you do become more aware of the alcohol. It starts to give a little bit of like a burning tickle in the back of your throat. But when you're just tasting it, in the taste, it doesn't seem like it's that high. I mean, I would guess it at a 11, maybe. Mm. Yeah, that beer's really good and dangerous. And as I, I took a bigger sip of it, like almost a little bit of a gulp, and it becomes kind of fudgy in my mouth. It's a little brownie-like. And I really, really like that. That's good. Okay. So now I'm going to go ahead and 
uh, put this in my my main ranking that I've been doing throughout these brewery beer uh, brewery society beers episodes, where I'm ranking all the ones I'm doing. But I'm not going to go through the entire list because as I go on, it's just more and more and more. I'm only going to do the top five. So uh, I'm going to pause and get myself together on that. But to you, it'll be like immediate. So here is the ranking for now. Number five is the Icky Thump, which was in this episode. Uh, and I have that just ahead of the You Asked For It. The You Asked For It is really good, so that's actually in the number six spot. Uh, so number six is the You Asked For It, the Imperial uh, Bourbon Barrel Asian Imperial Stout with Vanilla. Number five is the Icky Thump, the Imperial Stout with Coffee. Number four is the Add a Boysenberry Bourbon Barrel Age Wheat Wine with Boysenberry and Vanilla. Number three, S'more Bubbles, which is a Sour Stout and Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with Marshmallow, Cacao, Graham Cracker, and Vanilla. Number two, So Happens It's Tuesday, which is just a pared-down version of Black Tuesday, an Imperial, uh, Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. And the number one still, We Heavy Coconuts. Bourbon Barrel Age, Scotch Wee Heavy with Toasted Coconut, Walnuts, and Cinnamon. Now, for this particular episode, my order for the actual beers themselves, people can probably guess it at this point, especially with the You Asked For It and the Icky Thump, how I laid that out. My number four is the Mash and Spumoni. Um, still a pretty good beer, but like I said, it, it's... Uh, a lot of the characters didn't end up coming through as I wanted them to. It's a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine with pistachios, vanilla, and tart cherries. Then my number three for this episode is the Hold the Spoon. Pretty solid beer. I'm going to enjoy this. Imperial Blonde Ale brewed with lactose and cacao nibs. Peanut flour and salt being added. Then my number two is the You Asked For It. And my number one, the Icky Thump. That Icky Thump is potentially the best beer I've ever had with coffee used. I love that beer. I'm sad I only have one other can of it. So anyway, thanks everyone for checking this episode out. Um, we'll have to see where we go with the next one. I already have an idea. So stay tuned. And until next time, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.